Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Non Sequitur Nerds. Tonight, strap on your mouse ears because we're going to be talking upcoming features from the House of Mouse. As always, I'm Tim, joined by Ian. How you doing, buddy? Hey, things are going pretty well. Uh, it's been a been a week, but um, I think that's kind of the same for <laughs> same for uh, everybody. Same yeah. story, different day. Um, yeah, I I feel that. The, I feel that on the inside. Uh, I feel that on the outside. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Uh, yeah, I think anymore, that's just kind of the way it is when you're, when you're middle-aged adults. Yep. Yep, it doesn't, yeah. it's all downhill from here. Uh, yeah. Well, on that terrible disappointment, uh, let's talk about Disney Plus, uh, yeah. or Disney properties. Um, so, the House of Mouse is, uh, famous for having a pseudo-monopoly on most of the entertainment industry. Right. Um, but uh, with Disney Plus, um, one of their more successful ventures, their own streaming service, uh, they have certainly put so. forth uh, put forth an effort to put out a lot of new content, new movies. Uh, Turning Red just came out not that long ago. Which, like, um, despite like all people, like a lot of people's, you know, arguments about you know, oh, this film's not appropriate for kids. It was a really cute, you know, coming of age movie. I mean, literally coming of age. Um, and right. people are like, oh, I mean, it's, not, it's not appropriate for kids. Go back to classic Disney, you know, where we had things like, you know, feature film of girl with Stockholm syndrome, a g film where girl runs away from family, falls in love with the first man she sees and lies about it the whole time. Film where girl endangers the entire country of China to prove a point. It's like, well, that one was kind of a historical, that was, well, yeah, was semi-based on historical events. Yeah. Um, but then we, we or, get a, we get uh, you a know, movie about, or, you know, girls first periods. It's like, oh, you can't talk about that. Or, you know, uh, what about um, the, the very first Disney movie? Uh, girl meets seven strange, uh, gets involved with seven strange men and murders local monarch. I mean, um, also accepts food from strangers, you know. Um, yes, uh, also that. Yeah, but no, um, like, I'm turning red you know, is cute. Uh, I enjoyed man, it. I enjoyed um, it. Man accosts sleeping girl. Uh, <laughs> Priest inappropriately touches local village girl. I mean... Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Disney, folks. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Please. Don't. Uh, yeah. No, Turning Red was a. Uh, I, I, my kids have watched it. They really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things about it. Not the best showing, but certainly better than. What was it? The last dinosaur. Din the last. Di oh, what was uh, that Pixar movie good, about good, the weirdly shaped? Yeah, that one. Yeah. The dinosaur. Like, I don't even remember anything point. about that. But um, like turning red, like I really like the art style in it. Um, it was Pixar anime, yeah, which was really interesting. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Which is it. funny because it was also it, the director has come out and and said it was very heavily influenced by shows like Ranma One and Half, yep. uh, Fruits Basket, Sailor oh, yeah. Moon. I, I could see that. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, but, but, enough um, about the past. We're looking forward here. To the future! Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Do you have oh, to do that with everyone we unfreeze? Yes! <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Disney's got a pretty huge lineup coming for yeah, this, they, they really, uh, this year. And, like, and, I, I didn't uh, realize just how many upcoming projects they have until like we, we started like you know doing our research before we recorded. We actually did research for once, folks. Um, they have a lot more in their docket that they've announced than what I thought they did. Um, right. It's, it's well, kind of um, impressive, really. 
Uh, well, having just come out uh, this past week on Disney Plus, um, we have the Netflix uh, Marvel shows that have now been moved over to their new home. So, which uh, I'm, Daredevil I'm very happy that they they were they preserved all those because I was worried when like all right the next Netflix deal is done. I was just like counting down the days so that I would not be able to watch those anymore. And Marvel right. Disney's like, no, no, we're we're gonna put them on our thing. It's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, we have Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, Punisher. Yep. Um, and, obviously, spoiler alert uh, for uh, Marvel, uh, Charlie Cox has been confirmed as Daredevil, Matt Murdock, in the MCU. So, there is uh, a hope that these characters, well, at least, let's hope, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, and, and Luke Cage, um, screw you, Iron Fist, Well, you I say, like, like, Iron Fist, like, n- like, I have yet to talk to anybody that was like, oh, I really like the Iron Fist show. Which is a shame, because, like, I heard so much negative things about it that I never even got around to watching Iron Fist. The best that I have heard anybody walk away from that show was they went, meh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the positive review. Um, right. But, like, like Daredevil, but, I abs- and like I was not a big Daredevil fan. I mean, even a small Daredevil fan before watching that show. But I'm like, man, this this is really well done. Uh, sorry, Affleck. I mean, Charlie Cox let's all better. admit, let's all admit, like, everybody watched Ben Affleck's Daredevil for uh, Jennifer Gardner's Electra. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, um, moving beyond that, though, I mean, Marvel obviously has a bunch of properties that are going to be coming out. Um, Probably the next big one that's going to be hitting is Moon Knight, Um, which which I I am. I am excited about that because it it seems different than a lot of the other stuff they've put out, but in a good way. Uh, Right. And for those of you that don't know the character of Moon Knight, I mean, he's relatively obscure as far as like the mainstream uh, Marvel continuity goes. Um, Basically, he's Marvel's version of Batman if he was insane. More insane. I was going to say, so Marvel's Batman. Right. You you can't tell me a guy that runs around at night, dresses up as a bat and beats up people is mentally sound. Yes, uh, correct. But um, so we've got Moon Knight coming out uh, here very shortly. Yep, uh, t- uh, tail which... end of March, uh, six episodes. So I mean, it is it is a shorter series, um, and it seems like the the Marvel Disney Plus shows are sticking to that sub ten episode count now. Which I imagine a lot of that probably had to do like the production of these things started a while ago. I imagine it probably had to do a lot with these things were filmed like during the height of the pandemic, so they got what they could. Um, I just hope for these shorter series, I know like, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you could tell, like, and you and I talked about this in a prior episode, you could tell that that one had, there was a lot of stuff, especially towards the tail end of those episodes, that just wrapped up way too quick. Yeah. So I hope that that isn't the case with Moon Knight, and I mean, e- even Hawkeye, when that came out, that kind of wrapped up super quick at the end as well. I'm, I'm hoping that that's not a trend of these pandemic era filmed Marvel properties, um, I know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like, I was going through the list of upcoming Marvel Disney Plus things, and we'll get to some of these shows later, but it seems like six episodes, at least for the live-action things, seem to kind of be the, the running thing, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's less it was pandemic-era produced, or if it's more they were able to get six episodes and have it be a finalized thing. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle those things, so... I mean, it's also a possibility that they're doing some of these more obscure properties like Moon Knight um, as shorter because they just don't know how kind it's going to test to... the waters with it. So yeah, are, t- are kind people of test going the waters. to be into this? 
That's that's right. true. That may be the case as well. Right. We don't know yet. Right. And, and I feel like Moon Knight is probably going to be a large enough departure from um, anything else. From anything else that they've done that yeah. we may, you know, maybe it'll be inventive enough uh, and, and people are going to be interested enough. But anyway, so yeah, Moon Knight uh, starring Oscar Isaac coming out here very soon. Uh, yep. Also having Ethan Hawke um, in it as well. Uh, so, well, that'll be interesting. It's going to be kind of a new, very, you know, very dark tone for, it, for what we've typically seen. It, it, to me, like watching the initial trailers of it, it looks closer to the Netflix produced Marvel things than it has any other Disney plus feature. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's interesting, like we had mentioned earlier in the show that, um, you know, the Netflix shows are on Disney plus now. Um, when you sign into Disney plus, you know, since those shows have came out, you have to update your content settings to allow for mature content. If you have multiple profiles, you have to set it per profile. So I'm wondering if, if Moon Knight is going to lean more onto that more mature side I don't think it's going to go to the level that the Netflix shows did, especially Daredevil. That was, that was a like the Punisher. Oh yeah, Punisher. I mean Punisher. Wow. Um, I don't think it's going to go that mature, but I think it's going to lean into that a little bit personally, just just from what I'm what I'm taking from the trailer anyway. Right. So um, not to dwell too much on that because there is kind of a lot of content to cover. You yeah, know, we're jumping ahead a little bit. April is going to be kind of a kind of a slower month for for Disney Plus, especially with you know, some of the, the um, more hotter properties, uh, they are going to see a couple of things added. Uh, just nothing that most folks are really going to be, well, um, I, I think be looking is it, for. Is it, is it April or May when Doctor Strange 2 comes out? Ah, that's a good question. I'm not 100% certain on that, actually. Um, I thought that was might have been was going to be summer. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, May May six is what Google is telling me. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah. <coughs> so um, I, I think April generally runs to be kind of a, a slower month in Hollywood, anyway. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's not really like I mean, summer blockbusters are a thing that are never going to go away. You've got your holiday releases, and then you have your post-holiday mm -hmm. releases, which are kind of the the three big points. Because summer, all the kids are out of school. They know they can get their money's worth. Holidays, right. people are looking the thing for things to do to you know with their family being in town, things like that. And then post-holiday, it's like, okay, it's spring, people are getting outside again, releasing, you know, not necessarily your summer blockbuster level of films, like as far as what they're expecting to earn on them, but still, you know, films that they know people are going to go see. The, the safety films, as, as it were. Right. Uh, if you folks hear any noise in the background, I apologize. It is Zoomy O'Clock where I'm at right now. I was going to say, so... I, I just saw your, your cat on my view. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the big eighteen pound black cat is currently terrorizing the other cat and just zooming around here. Oh, there he goes! And he's all he's all poofed out as well. So you guys are missing a lot. Uh, unfortunately, it's not you can't see it on on the stream you're viewing if you're watching the video. But uh, so if you see me randomly looking like to the side of Ian and laughing, that's why cats yes. amuse me. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's kind um, of the theme of the internet. Exactly. Uh, jumping forward to. Um, May, we have one of the big ones that I think all of us are looking forward to, uh, which is the triumphant return of uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan uh, in the limited series. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Also seeing the return of Hayden Christensen as uh, Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. So Now, have, have um, you seen the, uh, the rumor about the Obi-Wan show? That apparently, like anybody that, that knows Obi-Wan's history... Uh, especially in Rebels, 
knows about the final fight between him and uh, Darth Maul. Right. Apparently, the Darth Maul scenes were cut from the Obi Wan show. Mm. That's that's what you know. Rumor mill from the inside is saying is that the Darth Maul scenes will not be included. So mm. that that leads you know two things: either either Obi Wan will end like when he first meets you know Luke in A New Hope, and they'll just kind of sidestep that, or that maybe. I hope potentially something for a season two because I would love to see a live action version of that fight. I mean, the, the scene in rebels was, was an amazing, I mean, it, it wasn't like a super long drawn out fight. It was very quick. It was very precise and you got exactly what you wanted out of it. Yep. I would love to see that shot for shot remade in live action. I mean, frankly, I wouldn't mind seeing a Darth Maul show. Like having well, yeah, Ray Park come back as come back as Maul. Even um, if they do it as a CG show and just have him voice it, I'd be happy. Yeah, but I, I mean, a, a Maul show would be fantastic. And 100%. we're kind of yeah, we're kind of non sequituring here, yeah. but you know, that's what we do. Is, it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, but an an Obi Wan show would be actually pretty awesome, or, or will be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it again. I'm looking forward to you and McGregor. Coming back to play Obi-Wan. Uh... I just hope we get sassy Obi-Wan, because, I mean, he did have a big character change at the end of the, the prequel trilogy with everything that happened with the portrayal of Anakin and everything like that. So, I mean, obviously, I think thematically the character is going to be quite a bit different than what we saw in the prequels. But I still hope we still get that, that hint of sassy Obi-Wan. That was one of my favorite things about his portrayal of Obi. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um... So, you know, moving a little bit beyond that, as far as movies go, we have Miss Marvel uh, coming out uh, expected June-ish yeah, time frame. Mid, mid, mid this year is what they're saying. And Ms. Marvel, they, they recently put out the, the first official trailer for it. And I've kind of been keeping up on it because it's a character that, that I'm, I'm interested in. I would like to see, you know, what they do with her in a live action setting. It is going to be a six episode series. So again, we're kind of continuing that, uh, and Obi-Wan is a six, six episode issue or series as well, if I remember right. But we're continuing yeah. that, that six episode thing. But I know a lot of people were, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit off the air. A lot of people were kind of upset that they changed you know, Kamala Khan's powers. Because in the comics, you know, she can, you know, embiggen herself, I believe is what they call it. But she, she has powers similar to Mr. Fantastic, but she can also fully shapeshift. Um, which I mean, some versions of Mr. Fantastic can do that as well, but, um, they changed it to where she has more, I mean, what would you even call Yeah, like, like, a cosmic slash telekinetic, like, Psylocke-esque powers, kind of. Um, I mean, they do show her, you know, using her powers to create a giant fist, which is, you know, kind of her signature attack in the comics, but a lot of people are kind she of interested also... in, in why they changed it, so it's it's gonna be neat to see how they justify that in the show. I mean, cause that's my, <coughs> my assumption is going to be that they wanted to given the character's name and association to captain Marvel, they probably right. wanted to change her power base to be more in line, more in line with yeah. captain Marvel's powers, um, which are obviously were derived from an infinity stone. Right. So, but the infinity stones don't exist anymore in this yeah. Marvel universe. So it'd be interesting to kind of see, what happens? It looks to be like she gets some kind of bracelet or yeah, that, bracers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a an artifact that apparently has been in their family forever, and her powers are derived from that. So a lot of people are thinking that it may actually have 
like visually, it definitely does look more in line with what we're seeing from Captain Marvel. Yeah. But a lot of people with just the imagery of the bracelet and everything, how that is, are likening it more to a MCU Ten Rings kind of situation, mm. where it's and if if you haven't seen Shang Chi yet, please you know please go watch it. We did a full review on it, but so the statute of limitations on spoilers is out at this point. You come to find out that the Ten Rings, you know, as they're studying it in the post-credit scenes, are something not of this world. They're not sure what it is, so I'm wondering if Ms. Marvel's bracelet thing is something from that, kind of tying in that. I mean, it's it's interesting. The MCU is in a, an interesting point right now where, obviously, the multiverse is a huge thing right now, but it also seems like they're building up threats from even, you know, beyond... Yeah, you know, obviously Thanos was from not, you know, obviously wasn't from Earth. Well, Thanos but, was from space. Yeah. Now they're building up threats from beyond time. Yeah, so I'm I'm wondering if if, you know, the whole setup with the 10 rings is also going to play a a huge role in how you know, in the, this next thematic arc of the MCU. So it's right. it's I'm I'm still I'm still obviously going to watch Ms. Marvel, but I'd be curious to see how they how they explain her powers being different. I mean, obviously they're not going to say, well, in the comic, my powers are like this, but thematically and, you know, through the actual show, it's going to, I'm going to, I'm interested to see how they in canon explain the MCU Ms. Marvel being quite a bit different from her comics counterpart. I mean, this I think is probably one of the biggest changes to an MCU character because everybody else has, for the most part, stayed pretty, pretty true. This one's a full power set change which I don't right. think there's been any other MCU character who's had that drastic of a change. Right. I mean, I guess you could argue that, you know, Shang-Chi's rings are, in theory, different than how they were. I mean, well, they, they are different, because in the comics, they were literally ten finger rings that each one had a different power. So, I mean, I guess Shang-Chi kind of got that same thing, where well, his powers yes, were different but... in the comics, but they it made sense with the way they do it. So, I guess yeah, that's what I'm getting but, at, is you know, I the, hope it makes the... sense. Yeah, but also if we remember the the comics, uh, the 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 main the Mandarin ones, also horribly horribly yeah. racist and caricatured. Yeah. So it was you know, the sixties kinda... in Marvel, all right? Like, right, everything was a horrible racist caricature. I mean, right. The golden so, um, age anyway. is not that golden, more like right. a golden shower age. Oof, uh, uh, R. R. Kelly. I'm just saying that that girl didn't want R. Kelly to pee on her. She'd have moved out the way. Yep. Oh, thank you, Boondocks. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on beyond that, there's a couple other shows. Uh, Baymax uh, from Big Hero Six is getting oh, his own show. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, most people don't know this. Big Hero Six is a Marvel yes. comic book and a Marvel property. Quite vastly, a bit different than the Disney film, though. Quite yes, a bit vastly different. different. Basically, yes. the only similarities uh, between the two were names. Yeah. Um, everything else is completely different, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, vastly uh, different. Well, cause in yeah. the comics, I think like Baymax had like, it was hero's father's memories or brainwave or something in it. And he was a robot Butler who turned into a dragon. Uh, no, he didn't turn into a dragon. Um, the character of fred i think actually does turn into a dragon like he actually does turn into a dragon whereas in the in the well, it, movie it, he was a he was just like a you know in a and like that monster suit but um baymax what yes is like a eight foot tall looks kind of like no, it, it, it was it was baymax actually oh it was okay yeah I, I so, so they, they they took 
his dragon transformation and made it Fred in the show is what it was. Um, but yeah, it was considerably different than the uh, the Disney film that we got, which was really good. Um, yeah, there I, f- I found a, a better screenshot showing. Yeah, it's he turns from a robot into like a gargoyle dragon thing in the comics. It's weird, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it's it's uh it's different. Yeah. Um, also in uh, summer, we're expected to re- to see Andor um come out which uh was based on diego luna's character uh uh andor uh cassian i believe it was cassian andor Andor. um from the uh rogue one which is probably one of the the more unsung yet amazing star wars movies i got Um, into an argument with my nephew about that because he said and i quote rogue one was a completely unnecessary film and like it it was one of the last times my my gaming group with with uh, him, my sister and brother in law, all got together, and the entire table pivoted, stared right at him, and just laid into him for a good solid ten minutes about why he was wrong. <laughs> you know, I appreciate people be, uh, you know, I appreciate people being allowed to have their opinions and whatnot, but that's yeah, a we didn't allow. That's it. a pretty that's a pretty bold statement there, kiddo. I mean, um, he he, I think he was in fear for his life for a few minutes there. Uh, I would have been too, especially knowing your gaming crowd. Um, anyway, but it, it, we'll explore. You know, it, it'll be Andor, obviously exploring his time leading up to Rogue yep. One. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see the uh, re- triumphant return of uh, Adam, uh, Alan, Alan Tudyk as uh, oh crap, uh, C nine. Um, the robot. Um, I can't remember what his name was. Now. It's escaping me now, but I, that would be nice. Cause like he did a phenomenal job in that. Yeah, no, I mean, Alan Tudyk does a phenomenal job in everything. He's just a leaf on um, Indian. <laughs> but um, moving forward from that though, also, you know, mid, uh, 2022, going back to the Marvel side of things, we also have the She-Hulk show coming out, which is one that I'm, that's probably the one I'm most interested in. <clears throat> um, for multiple reasons. One, I, I think like She-Hulk is a, a fantastic character. Um, right. But it's it's going to be interesting because like She-Hulk, like a lot of people know Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. She-Hulk does it as well. So I'm going to be curious to see if they if they put that side of her in there. But even with that aside, like like I the Hulk and all the Hulk characters have always been some of my favorites. Um, I'm excited to see the return of Mark Ruffalo as Hulk again. And they are going to explain how, again, statute of uh, spoiler limitations is up. It's going to be interesting to see how, why, at the end of Shang-Chi, he's Bruce Banner again and not Smart Hulk. Because Endgame made it out to sound like that was a permanent thing. You don't see Mark Ruffalo in that entire film. You see him as Smart Hulk. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how they explain that. And uh, to get an, an actual MCU origin to a new Hulk, uh, Hulk character... And it sounds like, you know, from some from uh, from some uh, interviews that they've done, it sounds like it's going to be a passing of the torch kind of film. And a lot of the uh, more recent MCU properties have been very much that, moving on from the characters that we've you know seen for the last you know forever years, moving into new characters. I mean, with with Hawkeye, oh. you know, we have Kate Bishop coming in. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we have a new Captain America. Spider-Man I mean, is Black, now coming in. Uh, Black Widow, we we, we saw. have a new Black Widow completely. Right. So I mean, it it makes sense though in the yeah. in the context of live action anything because 
these actors are getting older. Like they they can't play these characters forever. It is right. it is a very taxing thing to play as an action star. Yep. You know, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't getting any younger. Chris right. Evans wasn't getting any younger. They wanted to also go off and do other things. They didn't want to necessarily. While the MCU pays very well for their yes. their yes, mainline stars, they don't want. You know, they do want. They are actors. They want yep. to explore their craft. And, they and then there's to... Chris Hemsworth, who is literally Thor. <laughs> right. It will continue right. to be Thor until he dies, probably. Right. But also with She-Hulk, we do see uh, Tim Roth returning as Emil Blonsky in Abomination. We did see him in... Yes. In um, Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi. Yep. But uh, we will see more of him in the She-Hulk show, which I'm very interested in seeing because yes. they obviously play a little bit different on his characterization. Yeah, because like in, 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 in Shang-Chi, Shang it, it seemed like he was more like buddy-buddy with Wong versus in the comics like abominations very much a ruthless reckless you know killing machine but it's going to be interesting to see how they play into that and how much of that character's history in the original hulk films well i guess he was only in the second one wasn't he uh well it depends he, he, on where you start with yeah. the hulk movies. yeah because the the one by uh ang lee i i think everybody just kind of forgets that one um, yeah, and so he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, Blonsky was not yeah, was in that in unless one, it was yeah. just a cam unless it was just a cameo as Blonsky, but yeah. I don't believe it was, and it wouldn't have been Tim Roth. Yeah. Um, um, so, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they reference that a whole lot because I mean, obviously we had, uh, and I got sad here for a moment. We had uh, General Ross, who yeah, Thunderbolt Ross, um, yeah. you know the the incomparable William Hurt, who uh, passed away just this past yeah. week. Um, rest in peace, sir. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, we will not see uh, Red Hulk, or at least the the form of Red Hulk that is that Most comes familiar. from Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless if if they do a recast, I mean, but it seems like Marvel seems to be very much in the mindset of if an actor passes away, they don't announce any plans to recast. I mean, that was unfortunately true with Chadwick Boseman when he passed. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's they haven't made any kind of announcement on uh, recasting General Ross yet. But I, th I think with, and this is no disrespect uh, at all, but I think with that being a side character, they would be able to get away with it a little easier than if, you know, like if Robert Downey Jr. would have passed away during Iron Man. I think that would have just been the end of Iron Man. But with, with General Ross being kind of a side character at this point, I think they could probably get away with recasting him. But um, it is going to be, like my original point was, it's going to be interesting to see how much they reference beyond names that original hulk film which technically is part of the mcu but it's kind of the like redheaded sorry Ian, stepchild um it's there but it's not really there kind of thing um yeah but no, no yeah. she she hulk i'm excited about i'm excited to watch that one yep so um beyond that uh you know there's there's other properties that don't necessarily have a release date on them yet so you know we'll kind of we can kind of run through uh some of these um relatively quick, quickly yeah. but we are excited about many of yeah. these so just a um, lot of these are a lot farther than we wish they were <laughs> right um one of them being agatha house of harkness um which agatha was one of the unsung amazing characters yes. from um the uh, WandaVision. The, uh, WandaVision. <laughs> um you know so I'm very interested in uh and Catherine Hahn coming back as, yes. as Agatha. It was Agatha all, all along. along. I think they won an Emmy for that song. I it? think it did. 
Yeah, so um, Agatha's, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yes. Ahsoka, um, really looking forward to that. And yes, a lot cause... of people complain about Ahsoka being like kind of shoving her way into the, the Star Wars continuity or, you know, Filoni having a soft spot, which I can, I can, I can understand. I can see, yeah. I can I can see that I can understand, but uh, but Ahsoka was also Filoni's original character, yes, and she was a fantastic and a beloved character. Like I don't yeah. know anybody that didn't like Ahsoka. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, and Rosario Dawson does a fantastic job playing yeah. Ahsoka. Absolutely, uh, so I was I'm I was interested. very happy with what she did. Right, and I'm interested to see where they go with it. And it, it canonically, they have said even after Rise of Skywalker, Ahsoka is alive in the in the 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 um continuity so they they are able to do other things with her yep. so I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to more information coming out about that um we yep. also have armor wars yep. uh coming out um, well, see, and, and another one coming out uh sometime next year at this point one that i think is really gonna hit us right in the childhood x-men 97 they are con yes. and it's a continuation of the x-men cartoon back from when we were kids Yes, that I'm really looking forward to that one just for the nostalgia factor of it. Uh, I am too. Absolutely. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're, um, they're bringing back a lot of the the original cast and crew for it as well, um, which is going to be kind of really neat to see those people all like reprising their roles. Like a lot of the original directors are going to be consulting or even doing some directing work as well, from what I've heard. Right. So I'm 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 excited about that one. All right, Tim, here's a question for you. Uh oh. Who who was your who was your X Men waifu? What Jean Grey, Rogue, oh, Mystique, um, maybe some of the others. I, I think, and I want to preface this by saying I was a lot younger at the time. I was a kid when this came out. I related a lot to Jubilee, not necessarily in a waifu sense, but I related a lot to her just because she was the young kid in the group, and okay. you know I was a young kid watching it. But as far as like waifu. That rogue with that southern voice, just saying. Something, something about that just drove home for me. I love a woman that could kick my ass. Exactly. You know, Spike said it yeah, best. Yeah, no, that that version of Rogue was, uh, I loved that version of Rogue. Um, and and in, in reality, I've really loved, like, all versions of Rogue. Yeah. Uh, they've always played, she's always played such a fun and uh, an amazing character. Well, and even um, the, uh, the X-Men Evolution version of her, where she was more like, like goth rogue, I'm like, okay, I, I can get behind this. Yep. Uh, then there was the uh, X-Men, uh, uh, Wolverine in the X-Men version yeah. of Rogue, which was you know, yep. still the, the Southern Belle, but kind of like the, the, the spy version of Rogue, yep. um, which I, I, I loved that, that yeah. characterization as well. Like, um, all, all portrayals of her, like, even the live-action Rogues, like, I, I right. enjoyed Anna, it. Anna Paquin did a, did a great job as, as that version of Rogue. Yep. Um, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more out of her, but, yeah. you know, I, I think she did great. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. uh, so some other properties uh, coming up. Uh, Ironheart, um, yeah. the, you know, potential... Um, Successor? Oh, Successor, yeah. yes, to uh, to, to, Tony, to uh, Tony Stark. Um, who, who one of the more apparently fun... making her her premiere in Black Panther two, when and if that ever comes out. Um, we were actually talking about right. that off the air before this. Um, apparently, she's making her her MCU debut in that in some capacity. Um, but she is getting her her own show. Um, you know, TBA when it's coming out. If I had to guess, it'll probably be a six episode series. 
I don't know why. That just seems like a good number to pick. Um, but th- th- that one will be interesting, especially like with with Iron Man. Well, like She Hulk, it's going to be interesting because obviously that show is going to lean heavily into the CG side of Marvel. I imagine Ironheart probably is as well because mm-hmm. the Marvel like they have an amazing CG department. 99% of the time, when you see Tony in any of his suits, other than I think Iron Man 1 was mostly practical. Yes. Apart from that, it was all CG. And I wouldn't they, have been able to I wouldn't have been able to find it. I mean, it looked good. The, na- the, na- the nanotech suit, you could tell, was CG. But anything I mean, that was that. kind of the point, right? Yeah. Like it was, it, but, I mean, and a little bit of trivia for you. Um, they did practical effects for the most part in Iron Man 1, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. said that it was just so bulky and unwieldy yeah. and really hard to, like, move in. Yeah. Um, so in subsequent stuff, they did a little bit of practical. You know, they had some effects that were on yeah. top of him. Mainly for, like, the... close-up shots and things like right. that. Yep. And, until he got the nano suit, in which case then it was, you know, it was full CG. Right. Um, So uh, then, uh, you know, one of the more fun properties coming out, Marvel Zombies, uh, which has always been a fun property that I really liked. Uh, You know, it it was it's just one of those goofy kind of shows. Um, Right. Well, I think we're we're far enough out of the zombie craze where everything has a zombies, whatever in it, you know, whether it's video games, comics, movies, whatever. I think this one's going to be far enough removed from that, that it's not going to fall into that trope of another zombie property. But uh, right. beyond that, I know one that, that there's a lot of fans looking forward to. I am Groot. Groot is getting his own show. Um, that's, again, way down the pipeline. We're getting a Loki season two, which anybody that watched Loki season one knew that because it told you. Um, we're getting a second season of What If, which, like, say what you will about What If. I thoroughly enjoyed that because it was different takes on characters that we know and love. I thought What If was really fun. And now especially some of the stuff that they've teased in Doctor Strange 2, what if the first season went from being a, well, watch it if you want, to a, you should probably watch this before Doctor Strange 2 comes out. <laughs> right. Um, I will say that one of the th- one thing that I do want to mention, though, uh, real quick before we, we move on, jumping back to Marvel Zombies, one of the things that I would I would love to see, but I, it probably won't happen, mm-hmm. is going to be... Um, uh, the appearance of of Ash Williams from the Evil Dead, uh, because they <laughs> did get can, that. They did canonically do a crossover. Yep. Um, Ash did appear in Marvel Zombies. Yep. Um, I think it was actually Ash versus the Marvel Zombies. I believe was what it was called. I um, I don't remember what it was called. But anyway, uh, it probably won't happen. The Evil Dead franchise is owned by New Line Cinema, which is owned yep. by Warner Brothers. So there might have to be some finagling if oh. they really wanted to do that, but it was a Marvel Zombies versus the Army of Darkness. Ah, uh, that's what it was. That's right. Yep. So, um, but anyway, so uh, starting to run up a little bit on our time here, so we'll kind of try to wrap things up a little bit. There's a few other properties coming out: uh, Secret Invasion. Yep. Um, which is a more fun thing that they have kind of teased a little bit in the little MCU bit, yeah. with. Yep. With, with scrolls, scrolls and everything and all else. That, yep. um, and then we also have Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is going to be a prequel uh, yes. to Spider-Man, um, which it, I don't know how to feel about well, that. Well, because it's, it's like when he appeared in uh, Captain America Civil War, it was established that he hadn't been doing the Spider-Man thing for a whole long. So like this show, again, it's probably going to be a six episode series. Um, I mean, it's animated. 
So, I mean, maybe they might get more out of it, but there's not going to be a whole lot of time that you can really spend with that character in his early, you know, in his early career before you catch up to where you actually see him in the MCU proper. So, I mean, right. th that that's one that I'm apprehensive about because it is MCU canonical. But again, they don't really have, there's a very small amount of time that you can actually do anything with him. So, I mean, we're getting an actual Spider-Man origin story again. Um, but yeah, that, that's one that, that's on, that one is way down the pipeline from what I'm hearing, but right. I'm interested to know more about it, but that's one that I'm kind of apprehensive about. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how, how sold I am on that one um, at yeah, this point. Yeah. But, you know, you we'll know with it. the absolute raging success of Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. I'm willing to give them... <laughs> I'll give them a watch. I'll give them a watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, there I'm sure there's other properties that are coming out that we haven't mentioned yet. There's other things that have been unannounced. Uh, you know, the the Star Wars properties, we we did mention a few of them, but there yep. are, you know, there were slated a whole bunch of other shows. Um, we just haven't heard really anything about them. Obviously, yeah. Mandalorian Season 3? Yep. Filming, I believe, right now. Featuring Christopher Lloyd, they announced. Yes. Well, we don't know if featuring, but yeah. he's at least been cast. He's at least been cast. So yep. there is speculation that he's going to show up kind of like um, Stephen Root or... Um, uh, Crap. Um, John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo, yes. Like could a, be a in brief just, cameo kind of thing? Yeah, you know, okay. brief cameo type thing. So, But I am interested to see what Doc Brown is going to do yeah. um, in uh, a galaxy far, far away. So, well, I mean, because he, um, he's 83 years old. So, I mean, I don't imagine he's going to be doing a whole lot in that show because he is 83 years old. But it, it's it'll be nice to have, you know, even if it's just a short cameo, it'd be nice to, to see him in Star Wars proper. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, I think with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, for today. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, interesting to see what we're going to have coming out here soon on, uh, Disney, on Disney Plus. Uh, it's Obviously, we're covering Disney Plus because they own some of our favorite properties. Yeah. Um, so we could, you know, hint at some of the other streaming services uh, to come. Um, obviously, in streaming services news, uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to be merging into a single app uh, as time uh, as uh, um, AT&T divests itself of its its. Uh, you know, media properties. Uh, so um, there could be some things coming up there. Yeah. Uh, there are some Amazon Prime shows that are that are coming up that we could cover uh, yep. in a future episode as well. Um, so, you know, you keep know which eye. one I'm going to tell you you need to watch. Um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel? Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. We'll do a three-hour uh, special episode on that. Okay, uh, it might take me a little bit to catch up, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Uh, okay, anyway, okay. so uh, with that, um, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can find us uh, hosted on Anchor.fm, uh, which feeds out to its parent company, Spotify, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several other podcasting sites. Uh, you can find the videos of our casts on YouTube.com slash NonSequiturNerds. Social media, Twitter at NonSequiturNerd, Facebook.com slash NonSequiturNerds, and also occasionally catch us live streaming on Twitch.tv slash NonSequiturNerd. Nerds. Uh, if we will live stream, we will usually post a social media announcement. So follow us on social media and you can get our latest updates. There you go. Um, I think it takes care of most of my shtick. Uh, so yeah, thank you, you for all. joining us. 
the cat is on the bed currently and has finished Easy. his zoomies for now. Um, I can just see his fat ass uh, sitting back over there. So. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time on Non Sequitur Nerds! Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think that'll do it. Uh, think so. As always, uh, for the nerds, I am Ian, and that is uh, obviously my best friend and Aww. partner in crime. Tim, you warm my heart, Ian. <laughs> right. Good night, everybody. Not everybody. <laughs>